Have you ever wondered about the wild activities that go on at a bar? Well, that wondering ends right now. Welcome to the Open Bar Talk Podcast, where host Jim Search sits down with bartenders near and far to hear the whopping tales that only a drink slinger has. So buckle in, have a cold one, and enjoy. Yes, y'all, we are back for another season of Open Bar Talk Podcast, the dopest bartending podcast in these podcast streets. How many times can I say podcast? Let's find out. I'm your host. I'm your host, Jim Search. You can find me at jimsearchcomedy.com. You can go on all social media, find me at Jim Search. That is how you can get a hold of your boy. Uh, if you want to find this podcast, you can do that, openbartalk at gmail.com, openbartalk on Instagram. These are the places to get in contact with the show. If you like what you hear, please shoot us an email and also rate the show. Give it five stars. Fuck it. Give it 10 stars. See how many stars you can possibly give this show. And you can find this podcast anywhere you download podcasts, iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, underneath the kitchen table, wherever the fuck you get your podcast. That's where you can find this one. Um, tell a friend as well. Uh, that is how people find out about the show. We'd love for your, uh, everyone in the world to listen to this podcast. And it starts with you, the listener to put the word out now i've gotten all that shit out of the way and i'm very excited to introduce uh, my guest for this week i'm very pumped to have him on the show and shame on me for not having him on earlier i've been friends with this motherfucker for years uh you know i will say uh in my bartending world by bartending world my bar patron world uh this gentleman was certainly part of the that era and you know the stories that this guy has, I'm really excited to hear about. And of all around wonderful human being, Jay Steinberg, how are you, sir? What's going Jay on? Jay woo! Full effect, baby. Very, very excited to be here, buddy. Yeah, Thanks. man. That was a lovely intro. Thank you. Thank I think you. I'm blushing a little bit. I don't know. I can't tell. <laughs> no, I can feel it. It's happening. All right. We can hear you blushing through the audio as well. (laughs) (laughs) How are you living, man? How's life treating you these days? Uh, It's it's been really, really well. Uh, It's about 70 degrees still down here in Arkansas. Right, Um, right. I don't know what's going on. But, but yeah, things are going well. Business is doing good. Coming to the end of the year and um, just going to be having a baby. Congratulations, man. Going to be having a baby coming May, so that's very exciting. And... um, you know, just been found out. I found out that I'm, I'm like, I have a gluten intolerance, and so my whole booze drinking scenario has to change. So, can you, well, so educate the world here. Um, can you drink liquor then? Is liquor? Yeah, I, I can't be brown. It has to be clear. Okay. So clear liquors like vodka and tequila are okay. Yeah. And 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 maybe some rums are okay, but then I can't drink any of the bourbons or the whiskeys, which is and the beer, God, beers changed. I have to drink rice beer now beer. instead of my favorite, my favorite winter wheat beers. You know, it's like straight up in the title wheat. Gluten, yeah, that's beer. not that's not going to help you. So I've been drinking ciders, and I've okay. been trying the seltzers, which taste like regular seltzers. You just happen to get a buzz off of them. <sighs> Listen. Well, let me tell you something, man. Uh, I was uh, I was having a little Zoom hang because the world is falling to shit uh, last night, and I was drinking some seltzers. I've, I'm into hard seltzers, man. I'll There's a really them. good watermelon mango one out there. You can get okay. some fruity. 
Yeah, I had a mixed berry one last night, and I was fucking drunk. So uh, I, I feel like people give uh, give the seltzers uh, a lot of shit. Well, you know, it's, and and it's funny because it's I don't know. You know what a boiler maker is, right? You know, when you pour a little whiskey in your in your beer shot kind of thing, mm-hmm. you put it together. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, I've been just pouring the the whiskey into my beer, and then I just get like just- two in one. Right. Right. And then, you know, but it's like with, with those, with those seltzers, you could just put some ice and throw in your vodka inside your fruity berry and you're getting like a triple. Yeah. You're you're going for it. You're, 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 you're sprinting out of the block right there with that. (laughs) It's a one-stop shop with that one. Yeah. And, Um, and it's, and look, it's very, it's versatile as well because like, I mean, look, I'm sitting in my apartment, I'm drinking them, I'm having them on the beach Perfect yep. beach drink, man. Like it doesn't get better than that. Yeah, because when you're on the beach, you don't want to be bloated. No, man, and that it, that seltzer keeps you moving, man. Yeah, it does. Keeps your your fo- your your farts floating clear, <laughs> kind, of, kind of like dribbling through the ocean. Yeah, testing image, but the it's fart, true. It's a it's a good fart index. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which, at the beginning of the day, I didn't think a fart index was going to come out, but you know what? Here we are, and yeah, that's, that's what the world's given us right now. Hey, man, farts come out anytime. Yeah, and you just have to be ready. Or yeah, not. I mean, even happened at the bar. That was always the worst. And someone would let one loose, and then you just didn't know who to even pinpoint, especially in that bar because it was like a basement, underground, mm-hmm. non-COVID friendly space. Thank God it didn't exist back then. Yeah, that right? would... you know, think about all the things that, you know, yeah, all the bars used to hang out in. Woo. Well, <laughs> what a what a great segue to what we're going to be talking about here today, yeah. sir, which is your life, your life behind the bar. Um oh, now man. tell tell a little bit of uh how you got into the world of bartending. Talk well, I, I actually went to a bartending school. Okay. And so where they kind of, you know, they, and they have the, the plastic cube, the plastic cubes for ice cubes. And they have like yep. the mixed colored waters just to kind of get you pouring all that stuff. So I did that for a weekend and that was silly. And, uh, and it was <laughs> fun. I thought I might pick up a chick at the bartending school, but no, they're still got attitude. Um, it was great. <laughs> but uh you know i did that and i was like all right i'm gonna go from mixing like strawberry sugar you know strawberry or purple stuff to actual like whiskey and and vodka and then when you taste it you know it's like oh that's different than just counting and so you have to start really tasting it and, right you know, i was fortunate to work at a bar that mr dunbar got me a job at uh i was his bar back actually i started i did most of that job as a bar back i think i worked there as a bartender for maybe a month Right. I actually decided just to move on with some other things. But uh, I'll tell you, though, I was behind the bar and I watched the bartenders behind do their thing and watch them just kind of be real charismatic with folks and, you know, and just try to cover the ends. And, you know, and then when there was shifts that needed to be done, I would pick them up from time to time. Right. Right. uh, A lot of what I did was actually a lot of cleaning of the glasses, meandering around the spaces and picking up everyone's glasses and then cleaning everything up and having a fresh run, cutting the fruit, changing the kegs, you know, going in the spaces where everyone wants to go, but no one can go like, <laughs> like the door that went in the floor. Right. That was the right. best part. Now that was the best part. 
Now, for the listeners out here, um, I should we should paint a little picture because uh, the bar in question here is Revival, which no longer exists. Uh, it's in Union Square. Um, was in Union Square, rather. Yeah. And there was a trap door that went into the basement, and that is where, I guess, you kept all the yeah. shit. Yeah, um, you would walk on the door when it was closed, and then when we needed to get out, when we needed to get there, we would pick it up and go down into the dungeon like the like the monsters right and, uh, and go down and then fix the problem, go down and get the kegs and go find the booze. And it was just, it was amazing. I was like, Oh, there's so many, this is so lovely to be down here. And it was cool. Cause it was hot in the bar. So you go down the freezer and chill out. Hey, uh, and, uh, yeah. So, you know, and then just kind of going to the places where no one could go. It was the best part. Now, so let me ask you then. Uh, so you're saying as a barback, you know, obviously you're doing the regular barback duties, but then you would fill in uh, as a bartender picking up shifts. What was some of those first sh- pickup shifts like? Because, I mean, you, you've, you've been behind the bar, yeah. but it's different, right? Yeah. When, you know, when you're, when you're running the show and you're catching everyone's drinks, it's, that's, that's, some, that's a bit intense, especially when it's loud. And you can't right. hear folks, you know, like you got to really just piece. That's why you, that's where you, that's what the best part of the, where the bartender lays down the law. It's like, you want a rum and Coke, a Jack and Coke or a vodka Sprite. You don't, don't tell me the, the rum runner. Don't ask for the, the jacuzzi blaster. Don't ask for the cement <laughs> mixer or the mind or the mind eraser. Yeah. If you're going to ask for anything complicated, ask for a martini neat. Right. <laughs> that's as far as, it you know, goes. a dry, a nice dry martini kind of styles with you know i'll put in some olives and here you go get drunk off the two shots of vodka on ice that's what you really want but um but you want to walk around with the glass and you want to be sophisticated yeah but you know it was so wild man we we used to it was always fun kind of watching you know the smooth talker kind of navigate the room and they were either talking to someone that you knew they knew and then the next moment you see them talking to someone they had no clue who they knew and then Mm -hmm. You know, and it was great. It was like they were so versatile. You were one of these people. And uh, I used to watch you navigate that room, and I used to just giggle. I was like, yo, he's working it. He's working it. And I was like, he's still sipping on that same drink? He was like, no, he's had about three of those by now. I was like, whoa. Um, You know, so that was always kind of cool. I always – I remember when we used to do Mad Lib Wednesdays. I remember that. Mad Lib Wednesdays was was, uh, probably the nicest gift – a bartender could give their patron because that go ahead. What I was going to say, talk to us. Do you have any stories from that, from the Mad Lib Wednesdays? Uh, I just remember, I remember there was a dude who came in and he was like, wanting to like talk to the girl down the way, you know? Mm. And he was just like, yo, who's that girl? Like, you know, I was like, ah, he's like, I don't know, man. You should go over and talk to him. He's like, I ain't got nothing to say. Look at me. I'm a blah, 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 blah. In, in, in confident person. Unconfident, sure. you know? And so I'll be like, bro, it's Mad Lib Wednesday, homie. Take this Mad Lib, talk to a couple people, make sure you get to her, and you that's your in. That's your in. All you got to do is just have an in, you know? Yeah. And he was, and, and it would work. It would work. They'd go in over there, have a mm-hmm. little bit, and then I think he'd find out she had a boyfriend or something. Then he was like, what a waste. I was like, no, you tried. You tried. <laughs> it took more than liquid courage. It took more than liquid courage. You, uh, so you were as as many bartenders have been known to do, uh, playing matchmaker uh, out there in these streets. Um, now, well, so let's. Uh, all right, well, let's get into it. Um, 
Let's talk a little bit about, because, you know, for the listeners, um, we've had a couple of revival bartenders uh, come through the show here. Um, those were some very wild times. Um, the, uh, I would say the mid to late 2000s uh, and on. Um, yeah. But that being said, um, let's talk. What are some of those moments when you're behind the bar and you were like, I can't believe this shit is happening right now? Uh Hmm. You know, I think it would usually be, I think it was, I think it was always with a drunk person was stuck in the bathroom okay. and then we'd have to go out and like deal with not like a, a, a social gathering, but go deal with someone who can't handle their body chemistry. And, uh, that was always weird because then you got to get them out of the bar and then they're no longer your problem. Right? right. And that's like, that's a hard thing to do to just, toss someone out in the street, you get them in the cab or you make sure they got a friend. You're like, all right, cool. Now go and be responsible adults because you can't yeah. do it here. Apparently, <laughs> you know? Um, so that was always something funky. I remember one time a dude brought his own, he brought his own booze in and, and Craig had to deal with it. You know what I mean? And it was just mm-hmm. like, he was running the show that night and, right. and I never saw him get, you know, the bartender, like, you know, he, he put his foot down hard, dude. It was awesome. I was like, yes, like, that's right. it, boy. That's my man. And then the guy was incessant. He wouldn't leave. Like he honestly really? thought he wasn't doing something wrong. And he was, he just wouldn't leave. And he was loud and obnoxious. He just kept talking outside. And I was like, bro, what don't you get, man? Like you're not supposed to bring booze and drink it at the bar. Now, did you watch him take the booze out? Or were you- uh, no, the no, the uh, another guy that we worked with saw him do it and reported it, and that's where it all started. And it was just like, okay. And then you know, you, and while they're handling that issue, you're trying to serve drinks to somebody. Sure. You know sure. what I mean? And they're not really paying attention to what I have to offer. You know what I mean? <laughs> they're in, they're more enthralled with drama than they are with their own. You know, they're always sipping on their little sippy. But then the occasional person would come over and be like. Hey, I know there's some drama going on, but do you think I can get those shots? I'm like, oh yeah, let's do it. <laughs> you start to try and get the ball rolling. Um, there was another time I always found it was always funny when you take a shot with somebody at, across the bar and then they would like, you know, the, the tough girl, the tough girl who would try to have the stoic, like I could drink this vodka without it phasing me. Sure. You know, sure. And, then they, and then she'd make like a simple little butt puckering wince, like, hmm. You know, and I was like, ah, that's kind of cute, you know, and she's like, you winced when you took that shot. I was like, you're supposed to wince. It's supposed to be a woozy, you know, I was like, here, let's do another shot. And you have a woozy. Really enjoy the heat that comes out with your fire breath. And and then she I think she got a little drunk right before she took that second one because she was not really on board. And then she just kind of stared me down as hard as she could as she kind of just slowly mustered it down with all of her effort and meanwhile i was just partying like Wee! i was like Which, I, think, I don't think you're drinking from the wrong reasons lady i, I was the wrong reasons it's and it sounds like you're drinking from the cup of life yeah uh, i was you know uh there was a, and then we used to have a we used to have a uh a garbage man who used to come by at nighttime okay and, and, you know i don't know if you remember but we were like how do you know that garbage man i was like oh man one night this dude and this girl who were drinking in this bar went outside and they started making out around the corner and it, and it was like, they were really going for it. Sure. And then like, and so the garbage men were watching from across the street 
as as the, <laughs> you know, and then the door guy, the door guys watching the same thing, and the door guys like, "Yo, come out here, take a look at this." And I was just mm-hmm. like, "What's going on?" We were like, "Whoa!" It was anyway. And then that that whole escapade finished, and then next thing you know, the you know the gar- garbage guy comes over, and says, "Yo, man, that was crazy, man." You know, we're like, yeah, man, you want a shot? I was like, no. I was like, you want a Red Bull? He's like, I'll take a Red Bull. And that's like when Red Bull days were just getting started. Sure, sure. I remember that. I remember Red Bull, those like, times. turning into the new alcohol. Like, what's going on? But uh, that was a wild one. And then there was another time where we had a really good party. And we played Lionel Richie, dancing okay. on the ceiling. Go on. And, uh, and then, you know, Herb was kind of picking people up. Upside yeah. down and putting their feet on the ceiling so they can for, dance. For context, Herb was the uh, bouncer. Herb right? was the bouncer. He was the uh, bouncer uh, who held down the fort. So the scariest he, fucking teddy bear you ever met. He was a he was a very scary teddy bear. Um, that's what that's a great way of describing him. Now yeah. was now so. I mean, so many things, uh, again, are in, not in compliance of uh, people picking up, uh, bouncers picking up people and putting them on the ceiling. Dancing no, but the crowd ceiling. was down, man. It they was like just it. the right amount of people. Now, um, I do want to go back to, um, just very briefly go back to the uh, person who brought the booze into the bar. Oh, that guy. Yeah. That guy. Do you remember what what was he bringing in? Now was it beer? He had a really nice bottle of whiskey. I don't remember exactly the bottle, but it was an expensive bottle. See, it's like I'm only I'm gonna guess the uh, I'm gonna play the game of guessing the race of this person. Um, That was a white man. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. It was. That that makes sense. Um, Just because, like, I feel like um, I mean, look. I've brought uh, booze in before. I'm going to be fully transparent here on the show, not into revival, um, but other bars. I've done it. Um, I've gone into the bathroom, and yeah, and this it, guy wasn't that discreet. He thought he was being discreet out in the garden, right? Got, you know, he got tagged, you know, and then he was just like, bartender went over there and picked it up. He's like, "This is my bar. I'm taking my money. This is get out of here." He's like, "This Love is it. mine now. This is my bar. All the booze here is mine." I was like, "Yeah, dude, way to lay down the law." You know, because yeah. you're dealing with a drunk person, and if they're they're not intimidated, they're just not going to stop. Right? And then they, just, they become a child. Well, and what's interesting too about that situation, right, is the um, how do I want to put this the the hill to die on, which is that hill, right? Yeah. Because that hard line is against the entire principle behind a bar. Like y- you're going to that bar to purchase alcohol from the establishment, right? Right. In public. Like, in public. Right. So there's really no, uh, <laughs> it's like, it'd be one thing if like, I don't know, it was a little bit more up for interpretation as to why. It'd be like bringing a kiddie pool to a pool party. You don't do it. Like it doesn't make any sense. It's like, we have all the water you need. Yeah. And the we have pool. a big, 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 big plethora. Yeah. We have so much water and there's so much pool here that you shouldn't do that. And, but then to argue it, right. To argue as to why that's okay. That shit blows right. my mind. Yep. Like, and they think they'll all call the police and we're like, go ahead, call the police because we're in the right on this one. You know, and, and it's like, but nobody just wants police around. It's so obnoxious. And also, historically speaking, uh, no opening conversation to anyone and also the police, but anyone for this matter, 
uh, goes in your favor when you say, I'm at a bar and I'm drunk. Or if you're talking to a cop when you're drunk and pleading your yeah, case. Yeah, it never works in your favor. It's never, never. Because they go, oh, you're drunk. Yeah, like you've already been discredited. Yeah, and it's also the bar. The bar comes out and there's like, look, man, can you just fucking take this guy away or just get him out of my business? Yeah. Right. So, But I mean, I remember there were the nights where we used to have... Um, you know, it was, I think it was on one of those nights. Who were the travelers? The couch surfers? Couch surfers. Yes. It, it was a it couch was... surfers night. Right. And right. Uh, I think he was a dude who came in pretty, uh, who like hosted some couch surfers. Right. So he was kind of, I think he was kind of in a, in a, in a high state of mind of being like, Oh, I bring all the people to this local spot. Let's go. Let's so go to this spot. Let's, this is for, the best spot. for frame of reference to those um, who may not be in the New York city area, couch surfing is couch surfers was essentially Airbnb before Airbnb. Yeah. Like, it, it was, was for international people. It was for people traveling to stay and people who are hosting. Right. Yeah. And but it, it was basically Airbnb. Right. It was, it was pre Airbnb, but it was like a network of people. So like yeah. I put my apartment up to someone in like Norway, if I ever went to Norway, I could be like, Oh, Hey, I'm here. And I want to stay at your house. You're not here. Yeah. It's like 20 bucks or whatever. Just Right. Anyway. And the would say, Hey, go to Jim's place, man. I and mean, we go to New York. It's a great time. Exactly. So just to give you all a little bit of reference. So back to the story, the guy who ran the show on those Thursday nights, man, those Thursday nights, it would get, packed sure. I mean, packed I it was that. it was amazing how a dollar off a drink all night could really appeal to sure. everyone it was insane and so then you'd have then you'd have a regular a few regulars who would just sit at the bar and kind of just get you know as if they were at the front row of a concert and they were just always getting pushed <laughs> from behind just as long as they had their beer like you know and they were around and you go in and like music would be loud the people would be loud. It'd be hot. It'd be jumping. It would just be tight. And it was like, man, this is like a small, like you walk into that spot and you originally think it's like, oh, it's a nice little dive bar. It's mellow. But man, it turned into like a bad boys club on Thursday night. <laughs> like, gangsters. It was gangster. It was awesome. That, it was uh... so, and it was just wild just to see so many people come in and just get blasted in like a couple hours. And then crickets. You sure. know, it because be it crickets. was, it was like a happy hour, right? It was like six to eight, like their event. It was longer I, though. I thought was it was it longer. Like a, I thought it was like an all night. It was like, it was maybe like from like open to nine, you know, so right. it was like a okay. five hour thing. Right. So it would get going and then, you know, and then we let it go. And I think we, we bring it back on again at like 11 or, or one o'clock. Right. And, yeah. uh, and so the crazy part would be just like, it would just get totally quiet and then you'd be exhausted and you have a good bundle of cash in your pocket and you start getting slow and you're like, all right, you know, and, and it's like bars are open till 4am in New York. Indeed. Right. And so it'd be one o'clock, two o'clock, two thirty, two forty five. You're like, yo, you know, it's like, can we like, can we call it a night? You know, we've right. made money. Da, da. And man, as soon as you would start to try and close, three o'clock, you get a whole new crowd. You stay until after hours, mm-hmm. you know, and just and that's when the that's when the that's when more than the alcohol just put, busts its way out, man. You know what I mean? It's just far. It's just other out. You start smoking inside. You know, other you characters. Know. Other characters enter the chat room. Oh man, <laughs> I mean, and they've been chatting all around the city, and they're telling everybody, "Yo, three o'clock, meet that's- a revival." 
and trust me, uh, these guys will be open. And so the one yeah. time that we didn't stay open because it was brutal, we heard about it from the boss. We heard about it from the patrons, you know. And then the next time, it was like the following week, it was the same scenario. And me and Dunbar, he was like, no, we're staying open till four because the real money's made at three. Because trust me, no one's paying attention to their money at three o'clock. They are just not at all. They're just yeah. happy you're there because everywhere else is closed. And so that's when we stay open till five, you mm-hmm. know, sometimes six o'clock in the morning after cleaning up and trying to just, you know, sober ourselves a little bit in those after hour moments. I can and, remember uh, this. You know, some a- people be making out upstairs. Some people be making out out back. You know, you were like, all right, well. At least there's love in the air. There's love uh, and other things as well. Oh yeah. Uh, but also love <laughs> more specifically love. Yeah. Um, I can remember um, this is just a little bit of a delve into my world here. I remember one time um, we were, I was going to work. I used to work near revival. That is how I got yeah. into revival. Uh, I'm involved in revival. I was walking by there and it, you know, I would go to work early and it was like 7 a.m. And I remember seeing the shutters open. <laughs> at oh yeah! Like, oh wow! Okay, this is interesting. And one of the former bartenders there, who shall remain nameless, uh, was trying to shut the gate, and they couldn't do it because they were too high on cocaine. Oh uh, no! <laughs> <laughs> and I saw them, and they're looking at me, and they're like, "Yo, search! I can't fucking close this. You gotta, you gotta help me close this shit, man." And I'm like, "I'm, I can't." Um, that's, this is so far above my pay grade and I also don't work here. So I can't (laughs) help you and I don't, I wouldn't even know where to begin to help you chiefly because I don't fucking work here. Yeah. (laughs) You're just going to have to let that go, man. Um, yeah, cause it it always became like a little high school group after a while where like, you know, a little gossip would go around. Sure. Sure. I thought the whole point we came here was to forget about our problems. Yeah. Right? So why are we lingering things? And, right. uh, and then th- I think that was usually a pretty convincing argument. and Things would resolve itself relatively mm-hmm. well, or we would just forget about it. And but, um, but then I always, I always liked the line of shots. Sure. When your bartender would line up 20 shots and somehow someone was paying for that. <laughs> we would just yeah. kind of hand them out you know what i mean it was like shot time and it was just like we start like shot time you're like all right let's like oh we're four taking a shot oh shot time we six are taking a shot shot time and those shots got longer and longer after a while i actually didn't get drunk off the shot really interesting yeah i was like I, I don't know what to tell you guys like i've been doing this a lot it's taking a lot for me to get drunk i'm, I'm actually getting i'm just getting heartburn this is this is I believe you I believe you what you did was uh build a tolerance is uh, I built what, a tolerance. I built a tolerance that? and I always I always loved when people would Brother Keith would come in. Brother Keith would come in and alter his drink. You know, you guys all had your specialty drinks that no one ever heard of. Sure, you sure. Just, it was only it was only your drinks that we knew for you. Mm-hmm. And then the best was when we'd have to teach that to someone new. And they were like, Oh, I've never thought to have that. I was like, Welcome to Revival. You've now got a a long beach iced tea. Now to give, uh, again, to give our listeners a visual of what brother Keith looked like, uh, brother Keith was what? Six, eight, six, nine, <laughs> six, he eight was, in a, in a, in a room that was seven feet tall. Correct. He was, uh, and I, I got to know this guy pretty well. Um, he used to work in the, on the West coast and he was a substitute teacher out there and they would call him black tower. 
uh, <laughs> was his was his name. And Brother Keith was just a very one of a kind individual. And yeah, you know, he loved heavy metal. Loved metal, loved to rage, loved threat, would jam out with you guys. Oh, yeah. And had a drink, had a drink called the Brother Keith. And it was essentially a Long Island iced tea, except with fruit juice, right? Right. It was like, instead of it being, uh, instead of it being balanced out with, uh, Coke and a, or sour and a splash of Coke, it was balanced out with, like, orange juice and a splash of cran. Yep. Yep. And it, and it made this pink, frothy, you know, tropical resort looking beverage in sure. a pint And it looked awesome. It looked it, like a strawberry. It looked like a strawberry shake. Yeah. So I, so I made it and then I drank it and I said, that's amazing. So I had another, and then I realized that's right. They're long Island iced teas. And you I have had, to remember that. You do have to keep that in mind. And I've had one before I've definitely oh, had one. And I, I had was, more than one. I was fucking lit to yeah. say the least. But then well, I started drinking searchaholics. Mmm, vodka sodas. Why don't you tell us what the searchaholic was? I oh, think man. I think it was like vodka and club. But a, yeah, that was it. A vodka club, wasn't it? And it was lemons, a something, and oh, lemons, and, and a dash of bitters. I'd always go dash bitters. Bitter. That's what it was. It was always something I kept missing. Which, and then uh, I'll say this really quick. Uh, that then transformed into the Wilt Chamberlain. Uh, oh yeah, which was. Um, Vodka, soda, or I'm sorry, vodka, um, and uh, crushed up lemons, muddled, and yes. then shaken, and then poured with soda, and then stirred. So just and so then, the world would know. Yep, and then there was the Irish pirate that Dunbar used to make. Mm-hmm. I used to love that one, which was a pint of Guinness with spiced rum dribbled on top. I was Ooh. like, that's a good idea, the Irish pirate. But Sarah used to make the the, the cucumber square. Oh, shout it was out like to Sarah! Hendrix, it was Hendrix gin and muddled cucumbers and sugar mm-hmm. uh, poured in, and then with uh, the Hendrix gin and a little bit of club, balance that with club. It, it was the most refreshing beverage of all time. See, listen, folks, you are getting some real top shelf liquor. Uh, drinks here displayed for you. So you can't say that the Open Bar Talk podcast isn't here for your edification. You can't say that because you'd be lying to yourselves. Okay. I think that's and I and I discovered where Powers was. Powers was a great shot to shoot. I used to say, man, Powers made me powerful at that time. Yeah, it did. Really did. Truly. Yeah, it did. Listen, we could uh, we could give these folks hours of this, right? Um, and I want to say thank you. Jay, for bringing the slice of your world into the open bar talk uh, universe. Yeah, this is very dope. Um, But we do have to move on to our next segment, which is five five questions for our guests. Now, these are five questions we ask every uh, bartender who comes on the show about life as a bartender and and what that looks like. So let's jump into it. Question number one, what is a misconception people have about being a bartender? They think it's the easiest job in the world. You just get to hang out and party and mix drinks. Mm. Meanwhile, mm-hmm. you're not getting paid much, especially when people don't tip. Right. And you're dealing with people who are running from their problems. So <laughs> they're not really they're, – they're at their most irresponsible, yep. usually. You know what I mean? Like, you know, occasionally you find that charismatic shenanigan. Um, but, you know, it's tough to watch people – drink them you know it's tough watching people indulge in their vice 
and sure. overindulge in their vice. Um, so, you know, I think that I, I definitely, yeah. But that, that being the misconception that it is just a one big party. Oh, they think it's the greatest thing in the world and you make tons of money because they've watched cocktail and think it's like, you know, that's what it all, they think everything's cocktail, cocktail, Tom Cruise, do the cocktail. They're like, I, I, I will hit you in the head with this glass bottle if I try to do that. And I don't want that. I don't want no. that. I don't want you that. Don't, like, you don't you want can that. Do it. You're the bartender. You can do anything you want. You bartender's rules. So it's like, ah, that's a misconception. So that is, that's a great segue. Thank you, by the way. Th- uh, that's a great segue into our next question, which is what's the biggest tip you've ever received as a bartender? Mm, the biggest tip? Uh, it's always a girl's number. It's always the lady uh, number. That's the best <laughs> tip. You kidding me? You work all night until she leaves and you hope that she gives you her number because it's awkward. with like, yo, they give me your number. Come on. Sure. Drinks all night. How about that? No, it's like, no. When she slides it over and, you're, and you're, she gives you that cute little wink, you're like, all right, this high-class lawyer wants to hang out with this low-life bartender. Sweet. I'm all about it. Thank you very much, Mae, for the encouragement in life. I can do Love. it. I can be anything. <laughs> yeah, a girl's numbers. Uh, anyone's uh, number. You know, the girl's number, especially. All right, man. I uh, will take it. I mean, it's your question. These are your answers. Yeah. All right. Question number three. And you only get one answer here. I got to crack down on this one. What's your pet peeve of a customer? What is the one thing? I know there's many things. However, I'm looking for one thing that when you are behind the stick that you say, you know what? Don't fucking do that. Uh, oh, when they reach behind the bar to get anything. Whoa. You can't reach behind the bar for a lemon. You can't reach behind the bar for a straw. Can't reach behind the bar for the booze. <laughs> don't touch the money. Definitely don't touch the money. But don't reach behind the bar. Yeah, don't reach behind the bar. Yeah. Um, that also sounds just almost infantile, by the way, yeah. for those of you who are out at a bar and doing that, um, you should grow up and also understand boundaries. Bar is short for barricade. So, hey. so you I know, like that. the more you know. All hey. right. Question number four. What is the one thing that you've learned from bartending? And it could be anything. It could be about life could be about working at a bar, but what is the one thing you've learned from bartending? One thing I've learned from bartending, um, don't make it a career. It's, it's like a, you know, it's, it gets you through to your goals, but don't, 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 don't get comfortable in it. Get in and get out. You know, just have your goal and know that it's there to to help you expedite your goal to get you to the next phase in life because it's really good money. It's not that hard to do. You get to meet a lot of great people along the way. You can network to help that career, but you got to be willing to leave it, right, in order to move forward, right. So you know, don't 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 utilize it as like you know the career. It's you know the the you know it's just there to help supplement to get you through to your real goals. Interesting. Do it for as long as you want, but just know that, you know, when the opportunity comes, you that's going to take you away from your bartending job where the money's really good. And now all your security is taken care of. Leave it. Go do the thing. 
It is interesting, um, as you point that out just very quick, and then we'll get to our last question, of the trajectories of that friend group I had from Revival of the bartenders, because all you guys became my friends, you know, you, Craig, Alex, um, Sarah, and how your lives have moved so differently out of that world. So just a very, it's to see the real practical application of what you've said there is uh, yeah. interesting. So final question. This is it. Get ready. What is your favorite drink? What does Jay like to have? And it could be at a bar, it could be at home, but what does Jay like to sip on? Man, the one? The one? You only get one. I'm only going to give you one. one uh, uh, you know what, man? A vodka club with a splash of crayon. Oh, okay. A little bit it's up my the light and re- It's the light and refreshing beverage that gives you the kick you need without all the extra calories, the extra hubbub, the extra weight, the extra bad breath that just, you know, little, it looks like soda. A little yeah. bubbly water. A little, but it's little, more than that. A, <laughs> it is. As someone who has had many of vodka soda in my life, I can speak to that. It is way Yeah, man. I can't believe mm-hmm. I say that, but it's true. The vodka soda, you know, the vodka, the vodka club with a splash of crayon. It's just like a little flavored soda with a yep. cake. I can't do, and I can't do, uh, what is it, like the tonic. Tonic water, like, you know, like gin and tonic, like the tonic shit, I can't fuck yeah. that. It's got to be club soda. I'm a club soda guy myself. Word. Well, listen, Jay, thank you uh, for indulging us here, our five questions for our guest. Yeah, uh, We're going to move. Well, we, we have one more segment. We oh, shit. We have one more, okay. one more little, one more little slice to get into. All um, right. And this segment is called "What Were You Drinking?" Now, this is a part of the show where I read a post from my Facebook timeline because my Facebook timeline is messy as fuck. And what I want for you to do, as someone who's been uh, behind the bar and seen many people drunk, we can only assume that whoever wrote this is very drunk because no sober person would volunteer this level of information. So what I need for you to do is diagnose what you think this person was drinking when they wrote it. All right. Now, you can ask clarifying questions. Guy, girl, what time? Because 2 a.m. posts are very different than 2 p.m. posts. Yeah. I want to make that clear. So here goes. If I'm not good enough when I'm down, why the fuck would I want any of you when I'm up and on top? Fuck you motherfuckers that want to kick me when I'm down and hinder me. Talk shit at my funeral. How's that? My treat all paid for. Fuck you all. What were they drinking when they wrote that? Because that's a lot. Tequila was involved. Okay. Okay. Involved. It's very angry. You're mm-hmm. you're you're wild and ready to rock after the tequila. Okay. Tequila it is. And if you uh, were being kicked while you were down, chances are it was the tequila that put you down. <laughs> Isn't it interesting how that works, man? The thing that you think is lifting is actually pulling. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that funny how that, that sometimes works uh, in, in life? So, all right. Well, listen, uh, that was, and that was very pinpoint. Uh, you were able to cut right to the core of what was being drank uh, in that moment. Uh, violent tequila. I would also add in there there was violence. In oh, yeah. Drink. Violencia, uh, so to speak. 
Um, but that is, uh, so that is our segment. Uh, what were you drinking? Thank you so much, Jay, for bringing your expertise into yeah. what someone would be posting and drinking in tandem. Uh, stay away from that tequila folks. If it's going to bring that out of you, you don't want that. No. So that that's going to do it. That's going to do it for our podcast. Um, I want to thank y'all for tuning in for another episode. Jay, I want to thank you for, uh, hanging out with me. Uh, for 40, 45 minutes. Um, before we get out of here, man, is there anything you would like to plug? Any, uh, where, you know, you got anything going on, uh, business wise or anything where people can find your luxurious voice or your likeness? Talk to us. If you have. Oh, you know, I'm down here in Arkansas, uh, far, far away from the, the New York, uh, crowd of things, but this is the podcast, which is the World Wide web. I was going to say, you don't know if I got fans in Arkansas. If that's you're right. Arkansas, that's right. Listen, I'll tell you what, we're going to prove Jay wrong here. If you listen in Arkansas, fucking email openbartalk at gmail.com and say, you know what? I'm out here in Arkansas and I listen to the podcast. Yeah, man. I love it. Yeah. Come on down to Arkansas and, uh, and let's wet up this dry county. <laughs> I love it, man. Listen, Jay, right. thank you so much for hanging with me, man. Thanks, I really pal. appreciate it, dude. Uh, listen, y'all, uh, once again, thank y'all for tuning in. Uh, you can find this podcast, openbartalk at gmail.com. Again, email us. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, give it five stars on the iTunes and Stitcher and the Spotify. Rate it, review, subscribe, drop a comment there. We really appreciate that. If you want to find me, I'm at Jim Search uh, on all social media. JimSearchComedy.com is the website to go to. Uh, hit me up there. Uh, follow me on all those platforms. I follow you back. If you slide in my DMs, don't be a robot robot um just be a regular person and say hey thanks for listening uh, thanks for doing the shit you do um but that's gonna do it for us man make sure you put a water between each drink and i'll catch you on the next one peace